here with Dr. Hartman today. How are you today, Dr. Hartman? Oh, great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just wanted to sort of get to know you a little bit better, have the listeners get to know you a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So today, um, can you just sort of explain a little bit of your background, how you sort of got into medicine? Mm-hmm. Was there a more pivotal moment mm-hmm. or was it more of your family was in medicine? Mm-hmm. Can you give a little bit of background and sort of where you started and how you got to where you are at Fine Art Skin and Laser. Great, Uh, thanks. So Brent, I'm really honored to be here, thank you. Uh, It's a really big pleasure. And I wanna try to make this um, conversation um, inclusive of our audience so that they can sort of um, uh, see their lives inside of it too. So um, my my route to where I'm at now in my career, in my life, was, um, did not go a straight line. So I imagine almost all of us can identify when when things fail or things don't go the way you hoped, then you go to a plan B or maybe didn't even have a plan B, so you have to like uh, come up with one. And that's kind of how mine went. Um, I don't want to go into, I know we have a lot to cover, but so I didn't get into medical school my first try when I was back in the day. And um, I ended up going to selling everything I had and went to South America uh, with a one-way ticket and uh, just the clothes on my back. Actually, it was crazy. I had $1,100 uh, and I ended up traveling for seven months on $1,100 down there. Wow. And at that time, South America was very cheap, but I was just really trying to find myself, you know, just trying Absolutely. to figure out, you know, what 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 do I going to do? Because I didn't have a plan B. I thought I thought I was going to get in uh, yeah. as an undergrad and it didn't happen. Um, and uh, then I ended up... Um, going into Mexico uh, through Central America on my way back and just happened to run into a casting director who was casting a a commercial, a television commercial for Pedro Domecq Wines. Uh, It was an international wine company and they were shooting a a television commercial in Mexico City uh, and uh, he felt that I could be cast in that and I was and um, and uh, did several commercials in Mexico City in that in the next okay. six months, and some print jobs, and uh, decided then. Um, so what I was um, a good, and I ended up doing uh, many commercials and soap operas and things in New oh, York wow. City for the next seven years. I was a good high school college kid. That's yeah. that's what I you know good, and I really <laughs> never graduated into leading man roles. So yeah. uh, by the time I hit thirty, did my last sort of B film. Uh, by the time I'd already moved to L.A., and it just seemed like that career was. Uh, you know, coming to a close for me. Okay. Uh, so, uh, and then my dad got lung cancer and was dying. And um, I don't know if you've ever had, have you lost a parent? Not a parent, no. Okay. But um, a mother-in-law, though. A mother-in-law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's never. What happened? A car accident. Wow. Very sudden, 38. So very young. Yeah, so my dad, too, when he, when he, it was, it was unexpected because he could get cancer and, yeah. and six weeks later he's dead. You know, it's just so, wow. three weeks later Such he's dead. Such a short time, too. Yeah, we I'm just so buried his, his mother and then he, uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah, it, it, it can uh, it can throw you, you know, it can Absolutely. throw you. Um, and one of the things I saw is like, I don't, I just didn't feel like my life was uh, adding up to much at that point. And, um, and so I decided uh, to see if I couldn't get into to medical school a second time. Yeah. Um, and uh, as luck would have it, I, I got into three this, the second oh, time. Oh, incredible. So, uh, and uh, ended up going to Philadelphia, and that's where I did okay. my med school. Wow. And um, it went very well. I mean, I was really, by that time, just so uh, grateful to be Absolutely. back in school. I, I was totally loved it. I yeah. studied all the time. I, I get that. I love school too, so I, yeah, I, know, I was the right. same way. Like such such a privilege, yeah, you know, really Absolutely. gigantic. Yeah. Um, 
uh, you know, to have that second chance. Too, Absolutely. I, guess. I, I believe in second chances all the time. Yeah. So I, I get that. Yeah. And I think it's amazing that you did like your time in acting too. And I did see that you're a part of a Screen Actors Guild. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. So uh, Screen Actors Guild is the, the, the guild for, uh, for film actors mostly yeah. and, and television too, because they did shoot television commercials on film. Yeah. And then after was the, the te- uh, Federation for television and radio artists but I think they've kind of merged since okay. then but okay. yeah so um, yeah so I, I had a, I made a living at it uh, yeah, some of my absolutely. years and uh, it was fun um, but yeah do, are you a member uh, did you do some I, acting or? I only did theater in high oh, school oh you did oh it's it. fun though right I did, I did choir I, I was all about that so mm-hmm. I love that I did Glenda the Good Witch and oh, uh, yeah Mr. I could Boz. totally see that like oh, a lot yeah. of fun stuff so all I absolutely right. loved it um, yeah. Hopefully, maybe a little theater at some point. I yeah. would love to do, you know, since we have that here in our community, I would right. love to do that one day, but yeah. we'll see. <laughs> yeah. And for you, from going to, you know, South America, doing New York, you know, L.A., those type of, what made you want to come back to small town Dover, to, Ohio? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, so I did my residency then in Manhattan at the New York okay. Guy and Ear Informary wow. at, um, as part of the Cornell program, and uh, originally that's where I matched. And um, I was there when 9-11 happened. And, oh, my gosh. Uh, my wife and I were uh, living on the Upper East Side at that time. And uh, so the plane crashed into the World Trade Towers just five miles from our house. Oh, my gosh. And um, I couldn't even connect. I couldn't even get back in because I was at yeah. a, a hospital just outside of the city at that time. I drove in, uh, drive up and back there. And, I mean, it really changed things. Absolutely. I mean, it just felt all of a sudden that... Living in Manhattan or maybe Washington D.C., your place was you're just living in the crosshairs, yeah. And it was just going to happen again yeah. because, especially in New York, you know, you're always at level orange at least. Yes. And then every Fourth of July, every Christmas, it would rise back up to red, and you think, oh my gosh, it's going to happen this weekend. Absolutely. We're going to get another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that and for us, it just felt like you know what? Because we thought we would probably stay in Manhattan. We loved yeah. Manhattan. We thought we'd probably stay there. Uh, we're just like, no, we're going to go to some you know small little college town somewhere and. Yeah. Uh, have a good life for ourselves and our kids. And yeah. so, you know, we looked at places all over from New England to the okay. Carolinas to Missouri to Minnesota, and uh, it just happened to uh, end up and not too here. far from where I grew up. Yeah. Well, I think it's great that you ended up here because I yeah. feel like you're bringing oh. so much to the community oh, with what you do yeah. and making oh, everyone feel so much better about themselves. Oh, and you. I, you can tell by your clients and your patients that they oh, really feel that yes, way. So that's weird. You and your staff already oh, just first time meeting are have been oh, incredible. So wow. oh, I really appreciate that, you. and you guys welcome me here. Oh. Um, and with work, you know, you have to have that work life balance. What's what do you like to do in your free time? I did see that the paintings that you have oh. done some art restoration, right. furniture restoration. Can right. you tell me a little bit about? Are that? you kind of an art artist? I, I like. I mean, you like the theater. I like art, but I've actually renovated my own farmhouse. So no way! Been doing oh that. my gosh! I want Still to see work in progress, but wow, that's <laughs> but super yeah, cool. So absolutely, I just thought it was incredible that you oh. sort of do furniture restoration and oh, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I mean, I, I was always when I was growing up, I was always going to be an artist. If you would ask yeah. me from age two to twelve, <laughs> my answer would have been, I'm going to be an artist. You know, because yeah. I always did art. I would get admonished in school David would rather draw than work you know I was always like just wanted to draw and yeah. create art and build things and stuff and um, and then I, uh, I, I also love the sciences I yeah. really really was enthralled by the sciences mm-hmm. and I can remember you know just being in and lectures and just better than watching a movie I was just like oh, I just sure. just blew me away I loved it the life sciences especially um, 
And this was an opportunity. Uh, so yeah, so I restore art uh, right now. I used to yeah. uh, design and build furniture when I was in LA. Uh, okay. I, uh, Los Angeles, I also designed and built furniture for producers and actors and um, those kind of people in the Hollywood Hills. Um, and they were faux antiques. So they were doing their, uh, they wanted a piece that would match you know, the decor and, and still be look like an antique but function, maybe to lift a television out of yeah. or be a, a big farm table or whatever. Um, I took furniture making in in, high, in middle school and high school because I loved it. Yeah. Uh, and we had I made furniture when I was at home because uh, we had a, a little shop in my house. But I have a shop outside my house now. Oh, I, so I just love uh, woodworking. That's, yeah. that's that's my jam. But uh, in New York City, I renovated a, a co-op there where we lived, a wow. uh, condo, uh, while I was living there, in, living in it while we were renovating it, my wife and I. And um, then we got that done, and it was only 505 square feet, a little, one tiny little one-bedroom on the first house, but it was amazing. It was super, super great. But then we ran out of, uh, that was done after the first two years. And then uh, I started, I, I was would buy things at uh, flea markets. And one of the things I started to see was that there are paintings that were, um, they're antique flea markets, antique, uh, you know, uh, flea markets. Um, yeah. And uh, so a painting, if it's like just torn or missing from frame, mm-hmm. would devalue by 95%. Oh, because absolutely. people see a tear in a painting and they think, like, eh, it's worthless, <laughs> right? So they sell it for a fraction of what it was worth. Yeah. And, um, you know, being in surgery, I, I figured out how I could, you know, stereo-strip the back of it or yeah. know, put glues on it and, and fix it and then maybe support it with something. And then I was also a cabinet maker, so I could, you know, fix frames or put a different frame on it. And I, I found that I really, really loved it. I started buying books on how to restore paintings from, like, German uh, German artists who restore paintings in Germany and yeah. things like that. And, um, and it was like, oh, man, this is great because it's, yeah. it's really, first of all, it's a really great way to add value and... Absolutely. And, and surround myself with art that I love. So yeah. I got about 100 paintings in here, wow. probably. And my house probably and got 30 or 40. And when you come 40. in, it almost feels like you're in a museum, honestly, oh, just thanks. with how you have everything set up. And oh. with being a surgeon, you have to be able to All right. be very yeah. fine with what you do. So you yeah. do a remarkable job. And oh, I just thought it was incredible what you did with, oh, with that. And just with your acting, I think that's incredible oh, that about you know yeah. what sort of routes we do differently before mm-hmm. we get to what I we want to do. I want to hit on how you came into podcasting, too, before we, before we end this session. Oh, Oh yeah, and what you hit on that now? Yeah, um, I, I really, I've always wanted to do podcasting. You know, that's sort of the big thing now is podcasting. But, um, really, just whenever I struggled postpartum, that was the biggest thing. Is I know other mothers and other women probably feel like this. What mm-hmm. I was feeling like, not feeling great in their bodies, not. So I was like, I want to see if I can, even if it changes one person's life, makes a difference. I want to mm-hmm. do that. So, mm-hmm. I started it and. Uh, you know, reached out to family and I said, hey, I'm going to start this podcast. It might not go anywhere. It mm-hmm. might go somewhere. But if it doesn't, as long as I help someone. So mm-hmm. it sort of started with, you know, open up about my story after having my son, Brooks, who is my pride and joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and awesome. just with some health things that happened immediately after that really caused mm-hmm. some trauma. Mm-hmm. But sort of like went what? into that. What was that? Um, we just had, I had... Um, super high blood pressure almost stroke level oh. that never had before so and it wasn't even that it just was oh, something just random wow. um was fine throughout pregnancy mm-hmm. day before was good went into labor and um where i was getting a c-section and then it just spiked up and then three days later i was in the er again oh with my gosh 200 over 130 blood pressure oh which gosh. was frightening and being a nurse i was like just I calm down but still i was like okay this is you know this is serious mm-hmm. and luckily i've been off blood pressure medications for since like four months postpartum so Mm. that's 
been a relief, but definitely left some anxiety and some depression wow. really with that. So, mm. um, and now I've met with people and talked with people who have went through similar things or mm. if it was preeclampsia or things like that, that really affected them mm. after having kids. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, your body's changed and things like that. Right. And you're like, okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So that really, I was like, you know what? I want to start this podcast just mm. to try and help someone who may be struggling like mm. I did. And honestly, it sort of was therapeutic for me, too. So yeah, it's sort sure. of like my own therapy to get through. Wow. What I went through with my husband has been remarkable with helping me oh, get good. through that. And he supported me with this. And he's like, absolutely, mm. do mm. this, you know. Oh, cool. And just even if I get, like, I'll get a few messages, like, every few days of, oh, my gosh, thank you for the podcast. It's wow. helped me so much. So yeah. that's really, you know, it's really just trying to help women and mm. even men or anyone, you know. Mm-hmm make them feel great in their right. skin. So right. that's sort of been how I got to where mm. I am right now. And then having mm. you as a guest has oh. just been awesome. Oh, and, and I, I loved what pleasure. you what you did with, you mm. know, with your patients, your clients to make mm. them feel the best that they right. can feel. Right. And, you know, before I had never really known about, you know, plastic surgery and mm-hmm. things that you do. And mm-hmm. it just is remarkable of how, you know, before and afters that you see mm-hmm. on your website, Instagram, oh, the behind the scenes, it's amazing mm-hmm. of how you can make everyone just feels so much better about oh, themselves and thanks. just especially in small town USA yeah you know whenever I first saw you guys I was like oh they had to be in like Columbus or mm-hmm. Pittsburgh a big city and then I was like oh wow they're just local to Dover Ohio mm-hmm. so yeah. a few months when I found you guys I'm like that's just incredible that mm. we have something so amazing here mm. just in small town yeah. USA so well, thanks. yeah yeah and that's sort of been my journey really mm. so far with podcasting mm. and you know, just starting out, but it's fascinating. Know, it's just yeah. been, it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And with you just with fine art, skin and laser, um, just sort of going into like consultation. So we're in the con- okay. consultation room right now. Yes, we are. So can you sort of give me a little bit about how that starts and sort of the process from, you know, pre-op, post-op, follow-up, just sort of what we can sort of expect mm-hmm. whenever they come to fine art, skin and laser. Okay. Well, I mean, so, um, Let's just have our audience be sort of that part of that consultation for a yeah. minute. So what we would generally do is was would uh, just have an open-ended question like, you know, what are you thinking about, or what what brings you in, or what's your vision? Yeah. You know, and we we'll start to explore it from there. Um, it's a lot of listening, honestly. Yeah. That's that's really the the way to find out from someone what's going on. I don't want to influence them too much off yeah. the bat. You know, I want to just really hear what's what their priorities are and Absolutely. what brings them to that because um, we. I mean, most all of the people who come here have the right reasons, mm-hmm. but but some people don't, you yeah. know. And and we want to kind of um, make sure that they're doing it f- because they want to, you know, personally be empowered. That they're not, yeah. it's not some, you know, husband or boyfriend's, uh, you know, I, I, idea. Yeah, you know, sort of influencing that. <laughs> right, or that they're not uh, just being too reactionary from a divorce or something yeah. like that. You want to make sure you're you're ready. Yeah. Uh, before you and making t- the right decision yeah. it's a big it's a big right. change big decision not to say that uh, uh, post-divorce isn't a kind of a popular time for people <laughs> yeah. to, to start to look at things uh, we just want to really make sure that they're um, they're doing it for healthy reasons absolutely uh, and most are honestly um, but yeah so it's a lot of listening um, I usually have Wanda who's my yes uh, um, customer care coordinator with yeah. me because she's amazing yeah um, and you're right. My, our team is really, really phenomenal. We just anybody who ever is building a team, uh, our philosophy is uh, hire for character and then Absolutely. train for skills. You know, if you hire the right, you know, the right character, yeah. they who's already passionate about something and enthusiastic about it and willing to to grow with that and 
Um, in fact, I would say about a third of our uh, our team right now, of uh, seventeen individuals, okay. has uh, were previously a client. Wow! Okay. And he's like, "Oh my gosh, we love you. Yeah, like, you just come on. You, you have you have everything we're looking for. <laughs> yeah. We don't really have a position for you right now, maybe, but we'll make one for you. Absolutely, um, that's incredible. So um, yeah, so uh, we get into a conversation, finding out what their priorities are, and uh, you know, they've usually done some research ahead of time, and, mm-hmm. and we have like a sushi menu kind of thing that they fill out, listing okay. all of the things that are concerns of theirs or, yeah. or things that they want to learn more about from us. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do a lot of, um, I would say, what we call modern mommy makeovers. Yeah, it's uh, kind of what we did this morning. Oh, uh, might may include a tummy tuck and some liposculpting, maybe some fat, living fat transfer. Uh-huh. Um, and then we also do aging uh, concerns like facelifts and brow lifts yeah. and eyelid surgery. And then we also do some uh, sort of cosmetic things for like ears that flop out or, okay. you know, some other problems that a person might have been born with yeah. as well. And we used to do a lot of skin cancer. We do some skin cancer reconstruction now, okay. but not nearly as much as we used to because we don't, don't take insurance anymore. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of how it started out. We really have it be open-ended. Um, yeah. And then uh, we discuss some before and afters that we have. I like to point out in before and afters um, that the before and after is the before photo and the after photo, if mm-hmm. you're familiar with that term, um, that, that there's never going to be a perfect. Yeah. You know, that, that yes, we can make it, you know, 85% chance it's going to be at least 50% better or mm-hmm. at least 70% better. But, yeah. um, you know, to, to have that, if they have an unrealistic expectation that as a 55-year-old they're going to, look like they did when they were 25 Absolutely. I mean that's that's not realistic yeah so I always like to point out on our before and I was like yeah I mean it's it's a lot better but again you can see it's not a perfect throat yeah. anymore it's you know so we want to make sure that we're really true yeah and what would you say your like favorite procedure to perform is mm. you know there's probably a lot but mm. for you and for your staff is there one that you mm-hmm. specifically like love to do when you're in mm. you know the operating room or anything in specific that you mm. like um, well, it, it, truly, we do a lot of different things, yeah. and that's what really makes it lovely, yeah. uh, in fact, it's and fun. how much um, you offer. But I think, uh, so I, I mentioned the Modern Mommy Makeover. Those are um, just anything that's really transformative that people, you know, sometimes they're, you know, they're weeping on the tables like, oh my gosh, I can, <sighs> I can you know, wear those clothes again, wow. or I can feel confident in, you know, socially or in the bedroom or wherever. Again, you know, after all these years and all these kids, um, uh, so those are those are type of procedures that I think are the most uh, amazingly rewarding, and uh, so we operate on men too. We do yeah. you know daddy dad bod uh, dad bod makeovers too. Oh, yes, um, exciting. But That's dad awesome. bod is actually kind of in uh, in it some is. ways, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and um, yeah, so one of the things that we one of our philosophies is that is we never want to have anybody be even one iota of like body shamed when they come yeah. here. So we do a lot of. Um, I mean, what they're really coming here for, bottom line, is they want more self-confidence. Yeah. You know, they want to feel better. They want to be more confident to, you know, go after that career choice or that, you know, relationship or to just be more confident in their relationship or in their job or just, yeah. you know, around the kids sometimes is funny. It's, you know, mm-hmm. grandkids. Um, and so, uh, so we, you know, that's, that is always the sort of the main um, point that we're looking for is to, to build self-confidence you know which is incredible you can and that's amazing that you know with all that you do that's the you know the center is that you want to focus on the patients and making them feel better and that's huge yeah it's absolutely so a lot of times there is emotional healing too that has to happen i can i can imagine that especially like you said if there was divorce or just any any trauma that they had you know it's like you know now i feel like a new person and just Mm -hmm. feel like you can sort of start over again a little bit right which is incredible yeah (laughs) 
And you also offer hydrofacials and stuff as well, too. Um, I saw some, like, the skincare products that you have available, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we have three estheticians. They're all really phenomenal, and they they really are our skincare experts. Um, And hydrofacial is is an awesome type of a a facial where it's vortexing in some kind of a compound to cleanse and then vortexing it back out and then then vortexing it so it's it's kind of a a, a power assisted facial i guess mm-hmm. then we'll vortex in some other uh, compounds to for anti-aging or acne problems okay. or sun damage or you know and they feel great and really yeah. makes the skin glow um so yeah so our estrogens have a, a very significant role here and then um we have i think we have five uh, mid-level providers who do injectables like oh, wow. okay. you know, neuromodulators, Dysport Botox, and fillers. Yeah. And uh, then we have a whole menu of really awesome lasers for laser resurfacing for fine lines and wrinkles or reds or brown stains or all kinds of things that way. That's wonderful. Um, so yeah, they do most of the lasers and injectables now, and then my estheticians, they do. And I pretty much just do surgery now. Oh, okay. Well, which is what I love to do. Yeah, most. which is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm hoping here soon I can come in for hydrofacial because oh, it oh, looks yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so definitely going to be All the facials are amazing, coming in. And I did see, is it Biot? Is that like Bio-T, the, the, yes. horm- the hormone optimization? Yeah, that too. Yeah, it sounds mm. very interesting. That's can you tell me a little bit more about thing. that? So uh, let me just kind of uh, get a little personal with me. So I, uh, when I hit my early 50s, uh, went through like what's called a, uh, an andropause. It's yeah. kind of like a menopause, but or mm-hmm. a menopause. <laughs> it's where you know your testosterone, in my case, testosterone starts to really yeah. trail off. And women, most people don't realize this, but for women, your your dominant sex hormone is testosterone too. In fact, three to four uh, times more testosterone is produced in your body than estrogens. And testosterone has four hundred receptor sites for how your skin looks, your nails, your hair, muscle tone, bo- uh, body tone. a lot tone, of different things. Mental clarity, yeah. libido, sex drive, sexual performance, how well your digestive system works. I mean, it's phenomenal. And as we age, what really happens, so women will lose at least 50% of their testosterone by the time they're 40. Wow. And what that re- results in is fatigue, depression, mm-hmm. weight gain, brittle bones, loss of muscle, skin gets sallow, hair nails everything and when you restore optimize really yeah. not just not really really go for a level of testosterone that seems a little higher than than what they call normal on your labs because i mean who wants to be you know as, as a male my age i don't want to be normal male my age i want to be optimized yeah but i want to feel good like i did in my 20s absolutely and um and be able to build muscle again and burn fat and mm-hmm. feel have a craving to work out and, and just have energy and mental the, really the most remarkable thing I would say that our because um, all of our team here in the office is also pelleted and their spouses oh, wow. too Incredible. Um, and we've only been at it for a few months but it's just like yeah. why I mean why would you not yeah I mean once you've once you've seen results uh, just mental clarity I mean, oh, that's the thing. That's huge. Yeah, and and energy. You jump out of bed in the morning. And the other thing is that it's surprising is that we're not as bitchy. You know, like <laughs> you get home after you're tired, you be like, I had to yeah. do all these things, and then you get home and you know people throwing more issues at you, and you just go, just like, I want to be done. But when you pellet it, it's like, okay, yeah, I can deal with this. I get this. <laughs> and it's just life is just so much more of a pleasure. Um, so yeah, bioidentical hormone optimization is the bomb. It sounds like so awesome. pretty much made for almost everyone because yeah. everyone deals with low energy, you know, right. libido issues. Right. Like, that's huge. Yeah. So I think 
that's something else that a lot of people should look into because yeah. oh, yeah. why not have your hormones right. optimized? It's not expensive. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, the value return is, you know, a hundred times what you invest in it. When you Absolutely. feel, see, you notice how much more productive you are, yeah. how much more happy you are, how much more uh, room in your relationship there is for just love and empowerment rather than just, you know, being it, like just yeah. up against the margins with your partner. Yeah. You don't so want much that. Space, no one right? want, everyone wants to feel yeah. empowered in their relationship. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, so we're incredible. really into a very, very much of a health and wellness or even a still wellness uh, yeah. in our office. We have devices to help with um, vaginal atrophy or, wow. or okay. uh, loss of erection for men and that really, really work. It's really yeah. kind of amazing how That's these things incredible. work. incredible. So definitely seems like you guys offer a wide variety of everything <laughs> here. It's incredible. Uh, we have a big team. So we have a, yeah. uh, so we have a lot of uh, experts that kind of uh, have specialized in different things or, you know, taking them on as their, they're their own personal queendoms or kingdoms, you know. Yeah, and it sounds um, like you guys are continually learning, too, you know, yeah. with any... As a, as a nurse myself, and, you know, you have continuing education, I Constantly. saw that you guys were at, is it the Alma Conference? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. can you, was that sort of more continuing education stuff, uh, type yeah, I was stuff spe- there? I was speaking out there. I spoke on about seven panels out there. But, uh-huh. um, yeah, but the, the team got to uh, experience just all kinds of, uh, it was, first of all, it was, what a great venue, the Del Coronado in San Diego. Oh, wow. Is seven, six presidents uh, have stayed out there. It was built in 1889. So phenomenal. They had some great parties, too, like. Roaring Twenties parties and oh, beach parties. I was, oh my god, it was so great. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so I would say we have uh, vendors come in here into this office at least once a week, updating us on different injectables mm-hmm. or different lasers, and then uh, and we speak. I'm going to oh my god, I'm going to Dallas here in about uh, three weeks again wow. too to talk more about for lasers. Um, but uh, and I write too. I try to write for New Beauty or things like okay. that. So so not only so I I think if if you're going to be successful in your in your business. It's you. We really need to take every opportunity to to educate. You know, I, I'm fine about educating my competition as far yeah. as that goes, and learning from them as well. You know, it's not, it's not like they It's not like we even have competition. Mm-hmm. If you want to look at it, it's just a blue ocean, right? Yeah. So everybody can have their own, yeah. you know, own success. There's, there's really it's better for us to just support each other. Honestly, yeah, absolutely. Just, That's just the works biggest out so thing. much better. Yeah. And um, with competition, sometimes it just gets a little nasty too. Yeah. And who wants that? Well, <laughs> to support right. each other. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, that's yeah. incredible. So mm-hmm. it's it's amazing that you guys are continually learning mm-hmm. and bringing that here. Mm-hmm. And like I said, just to our small town atmosphere, I think mm-hmm. the community is going to benefit from oh, that a lot. Well, thanks. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> and just for um, for anyone with that's doing the procedures, um, just sort of going back to like your you know operating room. Are you doing a lot of like more general anesthesia, or is yeah. it more like like laughing gas type where you're just sort of more relaxed can you just so that if anyone's you know wanting to do this right. maybe that'll help them feel a little bit more at ease right so we have what we thought was kind of a niche uh niche or niche uh and that we don't do any general anesthesia okay. anymore. i don't go to the operating room anymore. we have uh created operating rooms here procedure rooms here um and they're they're um they're built to be certified they're they're beautiful uh, facility uh, but we use uh, comfortably. We do all of our procedures comfortably awake now. That's incredible. And, um, and it's surprising how many people really do not want to be put to sleep to have something yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, I'm one of those people, so oh, I yeah. get it. I just, uh, you mean you lose uh, millions of brain cells when you're out. And yeah. uh, that is the one factor that determines the highest likelihood of a poor outcome in surgery is how long were you under general anesthesia. Yeah. Um, above, above how bad your cancer was, how much... Uh, um, comorbid disease you have, mm-hmm. how old you are, all of those things are, are pale in comparison to 
how long were you under anesthesia? That's going to determine how bad your outcome is going to be in a surgery. So it just uh, goes to show that um, it's if we can do it awake, recovery's faster, it's mm-hmm. easier, it's safer, it's better value. Um, you can actually participate in the decisions as we go sometimes when you're doing oh, wow. like a brow lift or something. We can sit them Incredible. up. Or if we're doing some augmentation of the breast or something, we can you know they can participate. Yeah. Um, but laughing gas is amazing. Have you ever, have you ever had that <laughs> yes. laughing gas? Laughing yeah. Laughing? It feels so good. Yeah. Feels like you're dreaming while you're still awake, mm-hmm. or uh, it's euphoric. It's euphoric. Yeah. Basically. And then we use also some you know uh, what's called tumescent lidocaine solution to, okay. f- to flood that area. That makes it yeah. fire foam. So. Oh wow. It's uh, it's uh, it's very comfortable. Yeah, and it's actually kind of fun. Yeah, I think that would be that made me feel a lot better if I, you know, I'm not one that likes to be put under. So to sort of be in that experience and for them, whenever they're getting, you know, whatever they're getting done, breast augmentation, whatever, mm-hmm. they can sort of be awake and right. still, so it's not okay. Like yeah. I'm liking how this is looking. Yeah. And for those that um, would be worried about, you know, finances and things with this, with um, with procedures, oh. do you offer like financing options? For yeah. People so. Here? Um, I think the one that we're using more now is called Alfion, but we have care okay. credit. So that those are, um, if it's the same as cash if you pay it off in uh, three to six months, I think. Okay. Um, and it makes it very convenient for yeah. people. Uh, some people, you know, just bring in a lot of cash, too, or, or you know, whatever. Yeah, which um, makes sense. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, Alfion is, I think, the one we use mostly, and they seem to be offering the best terms right now. Yeah. But there's also care. We, have to, we take them all, actually. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to those, just any advice for those that are sort of on the fence about getting something done or concerned about, you know, now we don't have to worry about being put under, but what mm-hmm. if, you know, they're on the fence, what would you give for advice or if you were in a consultation someone's like, oh, I'm not sure yet, or they're really close, but you know, you really think that this is going to be the best for them. Do you have any advice for those that are sort of hesitant on making that leap to get anything done? Hmm. Well, without them feeling, you know, pushed into it, I yeah, guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I would want to, um, you know, again, be their advocate to, to, yeah. to explore with them um, what are the reasons for wanting it and what are the reasons that would hold them back. Yeah. And, um, and maybe it isn't the right time. You know, mm-hmm. if it's not the right time, then of course we'd, you know, we'd, yeah. uh, we'd not proceed until it was the right time. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so you want to make sure you're looking for, for the right reasons. Kind of we touched on that before. You want to be doing this as something that you want to do. That's something maybe you wanted to do for a while. That's yeah. even better. Um, and uh, we're also going to be looking is like what are the chances of you having a success that's that's worth mm-hmm. you know the effort and the expense and the time. Yeah. Um, most people actually recover really fast in our procedures. Good. We we Wonderful. say that almost every procedure you do, from a facelift to a tummy tuck, there going to be easing back to the routine by the day after the day after. I mean, wow. we can really, you can really recover really quickly when you do procedures awake, especially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, so, it, you know, it has to be the right time. Like if I have, if I were a, a, a father-in-law, let's say, and my child was being, you know, having a wedding in three weeks or something, it's like, no, that's not the right time to do yeah. it. You know, you wait till you have a couple of months. You don't yeah. want this to be a stress on something. Yeah, you want to have some time to recover, not rush into right. things. Yeah, and... Um, and again, like if they're just, you know, if they just broke up with their person last mm-hmm. week, you know, yeah. it's not really the right time to rush into something like that either. So I guess we're almost, uh, we're almost, honestly, we'd be more looking at reasons to talk them out of it mm-hmm. than to talk them into it in, yeah. in our office here. Because like we said, we want to make sure that they're, that everything lines up. Yeah. Making the right decision not moving there are, toward. Yeah. There are non-invasive things you can do too. Yeah. You know, um, there are a lot of things you a person can do to, to. Uh, solve some problems that don't need anything, you know. 
I guess we're always looking for, and, and this is what we say a lot, is you're always looking for what's the low-hanging fruit? What can you do that's going to be simple, no risk, Absolutely. low risk, not that expensive, almost no recovery? Can, try those things first. And then you can go to the big, yeah. the bigger things. Yeah, so it's only going to make the bigger thing better anyway yeah. if you can get it. You know, manage those things. Worth it too. <laughs> or if you've already been thinking about this a long time and this feels like the right time, then yeah, yeah then it's obvious and, and you know you, those people are ready and we know they're ready and it's like okay, it's the right Absolutely. time for you. And even with you know with what you do for your clients and you know how they how they love how they feel afterwards, you're doing what you're doing for the community too. I just saw you had oh, you. Um, the masquerade ball with yes. the Harbor House. Harbor House, um, right. Can you sort of tell me about what Harbor House is for those that don't know and just sort of explain, you know, what you guys were doing for the masquerade ball and what, Thanks. yeah, that was pretty incredible. Seemed like a great turnout too. It was, yeah. We had over, uh, we raised a lot of money and had a lot of people mm-hmm. come. So um, this is something, you know, in that vein of uh, what can you do to build your self-confidence, you know, anytime we can empower others, anytime we can be there for others, it's all it's automatically going to make us feel better about ourselves too. Yeah. So this is an opportunity for our team. We do this several times a year, actually. Oh. Uh, Harbor House is a domestic violence shelter. Um, these are people who you know got into a fix because they were are with somebody who was uh, mean or a bully or you know maybe not mentally stable and and they got sort of driven out of a situation with minimal preparation and they had nowhere to go basically yeah. so harbor house is an amazing organization here in town there's really one in every community mm-hmm. pretty much um so we support them and then like the animal shelters too you know we try to because again it's kind of similar yeah. um it's something that's sort of apolitical but pretty much everybody can can you know uh see i don't think there's anybody who goes through life without being bullied somewhere in their life yeah you know? absolutely i mean who who has yeah i have you maybe I don't know, but mm-hmm. uh, and and sometimes when when we're being treated unfairly or you know get our back up against the wall, we need we need somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to be there for us, and um, so yeah, well, that was fun. Um, the Harbor House uh, does a lot of great things in this community, but unfortunately, not too many people really sponsor them. They they try to have to keep a, ro- a low profile anyway yeah. because they don't want the the you know the offender the offenders to be absolutely you know, running them down. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or banging on the doors or whatever, uh, so um, yeah, it was it was really a great event. Um, and again, uh, it, was, it was an opportunity for our team to you know to feel good about you know about what we do here too. Yeah, I think anywhere you work, you want to you want if you're having employees, you want to you want to give them flexibility. Mm-hmm. You want to compensate them fairly. You want to perk them as much as you can. You want the, your employees or your team to feel like they're doing something good in the world. Yeah. You want to have them have an opportunity to grow and to you know grow their talents and to use their talents and to develop mm-hmm. their talents. So I mean, those are things that we really and also to have like a, a team, you know, a yes. feeling of a camaraderie where you come yeah. to work. And if we can provide those things, and we really work to provide those things here. Um, then it's just a, a pleasure to come to work, and that's what we yeah. want, want it to be. And I absolutely love how you know you mean business when you mean business, but you also know how to have fun too. Oh, so right. yeah, we do. I saw like TikTok and reels. You guys oh, definitely right. seem to have a lot of fun just to be a team together, yeah. but also do fun things. You know, outside work that makes it a lot of fun. Yeah. So it's sort of been fun to see those behind the scene things oh, whenever. Thanks. Um, whoever does the Instagram account does a good job with those. Oh, um, yeah, we're getting better all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Partly because Megan and Michaela, they, they did one with the, the dog Ivy today. It was so cute. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Um, she was, the, the dog was uh, typing on the typewriter, you know, 
not really, but to, to her mommy, oh, I miss you. When you come and get me, I'm lonely. Or, you know, signed Ivy. Like, oh, my gosh. And, she's, and they have the dog looking at the camera, you know. Oh, like she's my gosh. Typing. How cute. Oh, it, was, it was really cute. Um, and, but that was a fun one. Yeah, and they, they just love to see how much fun they have here. That's incredible. Right. Yeah. And also, just sort of to sort of wrap up our okay. our time together, right. which has been wonderful. It's and been I super thank great. you for oh, taking the time with me. I, <laughs> I, the gift has been mine. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see a little bit about an expansion here that oh, yeah. you sort of were adding on. Can you tell oh, me a little bit that's about very generous the expansion? Of you to... and yeah. Does that mean anything for the community or anything like that of your expansion? Oh. Yeah, so uh, thanks for that, for bringing that up. We sure. we had um, we gave up a part of our practice, which was uh, not, not uh, head and neck surgery. That, that's what I was before. Okay. We've not, we're not doing that any longer as yeah. a Memorial Day. And we okay. had this big office space down there, so that became our uh, health and wellness center for wow. IoT and for injectables and um, uh, sexual wellness and that sort okay. of thing too. We have various uh, things down there, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of work. <laughs> uh, basically, the the impetus or the the motivation to get it going and done was was our grand reopening, which was the masquerade ball too. Yeah, um, it was a grand reopening. So. Uh, so yeah, we were really hustling to get her done, and <laughs> we're glad we had something—a little, uh, you know, fire under our butts to do it. And uh, but it's really great, and we yeah. and we're super excited for that. It's really going to pave the way to um, make a bigger difference with our clients, be more comprehensive in what we can offer them. But also for us, I mean, we're all pelleted now too. It's amazing. So yeah, we love that. That's incredible, mm-hmm. and that's so exciting. Mm-hmm. And just with your team, I know that you know you have a great team. So yeah, just. Do. It's been incredible to hear a little bit more oh about you, Thank get you. to know you and your team a little bit Thank better. Um, and I love the I loved your story about the about podcasting. Oh, thank you, thank you. And with being a nurse, I sort of wanted something a little bit more. You, more fun to do. I work in hospice, so oh, it's a lot. Oh, well, you of, do. Okay, yes, so, a nice. lot of serious. So we, mm-hmm. I try to do something that so fulfilling, though, isn't it? Hospice. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. My, it's like you see, you know, like little sort of. I mean, they may die, but there's some miracle transformation that happens. You know, yes, in the final hours or what happens with the family. You know? Absolutely. Whether it be spiritually, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's profound. It's, it's incredible, mm-hmm. and you know that sort of started my journey with nursing too. That sort of was my pivotal moment. Was my grandma was in hospice, mm-hmm. and sort of to see how they took care of her. I was like, mm-hmm. I want to be that nurse one day. Right. So it's been it's been an absolute honor to do that, but mm-hmm. also to do something a little bit that's more a little bit lighthearted and do something on the side that's mm-hmm. not so serious that right. can sort of find that balance. So right. cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, but I think that's all I have okay. for today. Do you have anything for me? Or no, I loved it. Uh, it's really a super pleasure meeting with you. You Thank have such you. a lovely personality. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and you're very pretty, too. She's oh. very pretty if you haven't seen her. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And, um, yeah, it was, it was great. Well, thank you so much, and thanks everyone for listening. All right. I hope all of you enjoyed today's episode of The Best Season. I want to give a huge shout-out and thank you to Dr. Hartman, to Wanda and the staff at Fine Arts Skin and Laser for welcoming me with open arms, showing me around the beautiful facility with with the art restoration and furniture restoration. It was absolutely incredible to see what all you guys do procedure-wise and be able to talk in depth a little bit more about that with Dr. Hartman. If any of the listeners have any questions, have any comments, please leave them in my Instagram post. Um, shoot me an email at beautifullybrenna at gmail.com or um, just DM me on Instagram as well. Um, just again, thank you so much, Dr. Hartman. And this was an absolute pleasure. Um, I hope you guys all enjoy and can't wait to show you more episodes. Thanks, guys. And I hope you have a great week.